0: Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. The Around the NFL Podcast. Doesn't poop and porter potties. <laughs> Welcome
1: to another edition of the Around the NFL Podcast. My name is Dan Hans, it's coming to you from a virtual room filled with heroes. Just you near know, those are starting to get weirder. Uh, yeah. Greg Rosenthal, Mark Sessler, Ricky Hollywood. What's up, gang? Mm.
2: I guess Matt Money Smith uh, wasn't aware of my trip to Lollapalooza in 1998. You know
1: what I'm wow. saying? Wow. What Ugh. a memorable deuce that must have been years and years <laughs> later. Uh, and And I don't know if she wants to join the show anymore. But again, for the second consecutive week, hit it, Ricky. It is the great, unstoppable, Queens of NFL Network, Colleen Wolf.
3: Yeah.
1: Welcome back to the Around the NFL what
3: podcast.
4: I can't do my lounge singer here. That act doesn't work with this music. Mm. <laughs>
1: oh, that's fair. <laughs> That's fair But I know it's within you It's always within you How are you Connie? It's
4: always here yeah. I, well, I feel I, I feel like a lounge singer With this giant microphone I feel like I must <laughs> yes. handle the microphone I don't know
1: Why is it so prominent? Why is it so in your face right now?
4: Because I'm on my couch I don't have anywhere else to put it I don't have a professional setup like you guys So.
2: How's the move gone? How's the move gone? Oh you're my you're now in a different part of LA
4: Yeah We'll never it's, see uh, like that. Why? Hey, how about you guys well, come over?
2: I wouldn't call That's that a LA, standing
4: no. invitation. It is it's still LA somehow. It's
1: LA. I mean, right, I guess. What's your address? LA. Let's Google yeah. it right now and find out whether it's within the limits.
4: Okay, here it is. Ready? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's coming over. <laughs> Thank
1: you, uh, Colleen, for uh, joining us again. It's so fun to have you here in the Chris Wessling chair for the Tuesday edition of the show. Um, off to, off to a, uh, you know. A bit of a filthy start, but we are um, excited to be with you, and we have a lot to talk about, um, including Latvia. Yes. What was that?
4: Latvia? We're, La- were talking about. I, I
1: still don't know that. Why I haven't pieced that one together yet, but okay. I know, but I know that the a certain uh, two powerhouses of the NFL squared off on Monday Night Football. So we're going to get into Chiefs Ravens. Uh, we're also going to talk about. Unfortunately, COVID-19 has uh, reared its ugly head once again, and we're still finding out as things go along here on Tuesday how that could affect uh, week four and and uh, beyond. We'll get into that. Uh, also, a little fun game, a little game show. We haven't done a game show in a while. Connie's here. It's going to be fun. And, of course, uh, the the well, unbreakable, so the Samuel L. Jackson character, uh, to Bruce Willis's character, which is Jets Broncos Thursday night preview. We'll hit that as well. Uh, so let's get going. So much to do starting with Monday Night Football. Here's Mahomes. Gets some pressure. Man in his face. Got Hardman wide open for the touchdown. McCole Hardman and Mahomes paid the price. Hit by Marlon Humphrey. Touchdown Chiefs. Oh, my God. Patrick Mahomes is so good. So, so, so freaking good. 34-20 Chiefs over the Ravens in Baltimore. And it really didn't even feel that close. Patrick Mahomes completely out of his mind. 31-42, 385 yards, four touchdowns, passing one touchdown on the ground, averaging over nine yards at attempt. 133.5 half passer rating absolutely outplays Lamar Jackson. And we'll start right there, Greg Rosenthal, um, with, yes, we knew the Chiefs are great. They're the defending champs. They haven't lost since last November 10th. Uh, and I don't think anybody should be surprised that they came out firing and delivered a great performance. I think the takeaway for everyone here is, whoa, what happened to the Ravens and this increasing narrative that's building... Uh, And I know that Mark Jackson sometimes gets certain people defensive, uh, that Jackson, for all of his greatness, and he's a reigning MVP, seems to struggle when adversity hits. And when
2: it hit on Monday night, he had no answers. Well, their entire team didn't. I I think that's right. I think the Chiefs are the story just as much um, because coming into this game... We they hadn't been playing as well. We all thought the Ravens were going to win this game. A lot of a lot of people did. It's stupid. It was a reminder: a never pick against Patrick Mahomes, and and b that the you know don't get too carried away with the first two weeks of the season. Look at the larger body work. What you're pointing to with the Ravens are that when they lose, they do it hard. And it's a full team. I mean, they, they really do. They got blown out by the, by the Titans. They didn't show up for three quarters against the Chargers in the playoffs. Even when they lost to the Browns last year, that, that was not a close game. When they've lost, everyone on their team has been terrible, including Lamar Jackson. That was the worst game of Jackson's career. I wasn't surprised to see that Hollywood Brown and Mark Andrews actually had the two lowest grades of anyone on their offense. They dropped five passes between them. I counted three drives that essentially ended uh, because of their drops. The offensive line had penalties, you know, sloppy throughout. Harbaugh kind of started with a weird uh, tempo setter that he goes for a field goal right off the bat. Uh, And then Lamar starts fumbling, can't get everyone set up well. So there is something weird. And and the defense was terrible, too. I think there is something to be said that when the Ravens have gotten some push in the last couple years, that they're not close. Like, they haven't been competitive. The score was more competitive in this game uh, than I really thought it was between these two. It was a disappointment, Connie, don't you think? This game was a letdown.
4: It was because it was all Chiefs from the jump and the Ravens offense, they just looked completely out of sorts and it really reminded me of when they played the Titans in the AFC uh, in the playoffs there because it was the same type of thing. They fell behind, and then that's what everybody talks about with their offense. They just don't have what it takes to get back in once they're behind, once they're kind of trying to claw back. And I really thought that they were going to get back in the game when Dever DuVernay uh, scored on that kick return. They made a three-point game. Then the defense, they stopped Mahomes, but the Ravens, they just they couldn't handle it. And Mahomes, my goodness, like... I mean, he scored basically every single way. All of the passes that he had, it was either, you know, a dime. It was that little underhand shovel pass. He's throwing to Eric Fisher. I mean, we had a big man touchdown. That was fantastic. <laughs> so it was a fun game, but it really was kind of disappointing to it's see. Not competitive. The it Ravens, not. yeah, not it this, do it. This
2: looked like, I mean, they'd more than doubled their yardage. It did not feel like a competitive game. I mean, aren't you? I don't know. It's just weird to see the Ravens look so good so normally and then completely outclassed. Well, I mean, the Ravens,
3: they're with Lamar Jackson. They're 21-1 in the regular season and 0-3 and with Lamar Jackson versus the Chiefs. And Lamar Jackson pointed out that, you know, the Chiefs have been his kryptonite, um, that they thought that the Chiefs... Don't say that. He said that. I'm not no, saying not that. No, not you. Not you. Right. <laughs> Lamar, I, don't I, say that. But that's don't my, bring that my whole point would that be out. that rivalries... Have a very human element to them. And when you think about a team that tries to get over the hump against another team, especially in the NBA, but in the NFL too, there is definitely a psychological block that's that the lesser team must get past, and this is a Chiefs team the Ravens have struggled against and I put it all on Andy Reid and we already knew that Andy Reid was you know genius level playmaker but some of the stuff that they do week to week you know what you're right Greg that it's early in the season to judge any of these teams but the Chiefs have a way to look different on offense week after week. You know, they've got a bevy of weapons. So you're not sure it's going to not going to funnel through one guy. I love what our friend Connor Orr wrote, um, when he, when he reported on this game saying, how do you study film on the Kansas City Chiefs when the director of that film is a madman? And that is Andy Reid right now. And I think that part of the equation is that we keep, you know, correctly, we clumped the Ravens and Chiefs together as the two teams in the AFC competing for this precious solo bye. Well, there was a total differentiator last night, and I'm not sure that there is a clumping of two teams. Not right now. The game was
1: pretty much decided by this point, but that I'm thinking of a, a particular play. I believe it was about third and four late in the fourth quarter, And they did a good job on the telecast illustrating it uh, where the Chiefs could have just run it into the line and probably get a couple yards and then punt it or go for a long field goal. But instead they call pass and they have... Uh, three guys lining up left, going right, and then they have a they have Kelsey lined up as a tight end, heading uh, towards heading left, and then the running back sneaks out from the backfield and and makes the catch and goes seven yards, and the game is basically officially over at that point. You know, it's it reminded me, and I tweeted about it that like when you are if you root for a team that has a bad offensive scheme, a bad head coach. Uh, bad personnel handling of their personnel games like these blow your mind because you're like whoa <laughs> right what, what's this like what are <laughs> they doing like what sport am I watching here and uh, that's why I think the Chiefs are such a special team and a team that has the chance to uh, to just be around for a long time because it's kind of a perfect storm situation here. Just like in a lot of ways it was a perfect storm with Brady and Belichick and the run they went on. I'm not saying the Chiefs are going to do the same thing because that that happens maybe once every 100 years. But to have... You know, arguably the most physically talented gifted quarterback ever at 24 years old. You have Andy Reid with all this wisdom and ability to stay current and stay on top of the league on offense. All these skill players, they're doing a good job behind the scenes building the roster. I mean, when does it end? When do they even lose?
4: And now the defense is looking better, too. Chris Jones, he was on it last night. In the first half, he had four tackles, two sacks. I feel like this defense, they just continue to kind of come into their own. And that's really scary for the rest of the league.
2: Well, the Ravens should have a defined identity, but the Chiefs take him out of it, whereas the Chiefs do what they want. I mean, Andy Reid's amazing. No one's a bigger fan of him than me. But Mahomes, well, there gets, may be there may be one right. human I'm being saying, in America that's a bigger fan of Dody ex- Reid. It's a, it's a use of Reed. Y- y- Use of exaggeration. I- I've said he's a Hall of Famer for a long time, but there's only one Patrick Mahomes, and he's so hard to get to the ground. Like there's, it, you're almost running out of things that are new to say about him. But I think that's underrated. Like how many times they did get uh, rushers to him. I mean, they tried to blitz. They tried to change up what they... They they blitz all the time, and it's just not going to work against him. He killed them with his legs in terms of running. And then there's no defense for an 11-yard drop out of shotgun where he sees where the blitz is coming. So he just starts dropping diagonally to the left. I mean, no coach would ever tell you to do that. No coach (laughs) would ever tell you to take an 11-step drop out of shotgun. It's insane. But that's because no one has the arm and the ability to deliver it like Mahomes does. So they're doing what they do. But the Ravens get crazy. I mean, Harbaugh was a wimp on the fourth downs. And and the second they fell behind, after starting the game well running the ball, they passed it 13 times and ran it twice for the rest of the first half. It's like, you can run the ball and catch up. The Rams did it on uh, Sunday. They ran yeah, the ball they the time. Tell- the whole
1: team was on tilt, and I agree with you. They could have stuck with their game plan, which is ground and pound, and you use your running backs and you use Lamar's legs, and you mix in the pass, and they probably had a better chance of getting back into this game. But just circling back to, to the beginning – before, before we move on, Greg, I, I just have to say, yes, it was a bad night for the Ravens as a team. It was a bad night for John Harbaugh. If we're going to give Andy Reid tons of praise for this game plan, we should probably give the uh, losing coach uh, some heat as well uh, for the team playing so poorly. But Lamar's at the front of it, and Lamar is the reigning MVP. And I w- I, I, if I'm a Ravens fan, I'm alarmed. I re- I'm Lamarmed.
2: Lamar, Lamar. It. But it's his worst game I would say it's his worst game by far um, There's a pattern here though Since the Chargers, really is. Yep. When since, the Chargers bad, playoff, since the Chargers playoff
1: The old Chargers Mike Tyson adage Everybody yeah. has a plan until they get punched in the mouth And when the Ravens get punched in the mouth They have not responded well no. I thought it was
4: interesting Because uh, I was over at our colleague Omar Ruiz's house Because he also lives close to me watching the game
2: Humble And rag. he has a bunch of
4: friends that are Ravens fans, and they were crushing John Harbaugh for his decisions during the game. And I was just thinking back to when that was Andy Reid with the Eagles, because (laughs) that's all it used to be. And now all of a sudden it is just like Andy Reid. He just manages everything so well. Like, look at his clock management. Look at him go.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The Chiefs defense did something in that game that other defenses tried to do. I know the Patriots certainly tried to unsuccessfully, but they basically didn't rush him. And I think that's the way to do it is you, you just try to keep them from going to the outside and you you send different looks. But it was almost like, like, we don't want to try to sack you.
0: Well,
3: yeah. they talked about that. You know? they, they're putting their cornerbacks, you know, back in the back in their scheme and bringing the safeties up and basically saying, we know you're going to run it. We know this is what you want to do. You had, you know, and they really didn't run the ball that well against the Browns in week one. They certainly did in week two. They did not last night. And another thing that Lamar Jackson said, along with the kryptonite comment, was that he thought that the Chiefs employed a very similar strategy to the Titans in the playoffs. So is there a scheme out there that coaches will try to copy and paste to take out this run heavy attack? We will see.
1: All right. So we'll continue to follow this. And remember, Yes, there's only one bye, and now the Chiefs have the head-to-head tiebreaker, which means if the Ravens already get that number one seed, they have to finish a game ahead of the Chiefs in the standings.
2: Did it last year. Really would have finished two ahead if they didn't rest their starters. So it is possible, Mm. but it does feel uh, somehow even tougher this time around. But it can't be a nice
3: trip for an opposing AFC team to fly into Charm City, as they call it, and wipe out Baltimore in January for the third year in a row. There needs to be a new narrative oh, if you're the, the Ravens. Loves mm-hmm. Mark loves it. This. He was loving it. I don't, it. I don't need to love it because Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. it's like it's first place like, round. No, but to your point of punching up at teams that look like professional entities compared to what we're <laughs> normally watching, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh,
1: I think you have a professional team right now.
3: Mark. I am referring to the past 25 years.
1: Oh right. Mm. Okay. Uh, let's move on. This was a bummer to wake up to. Uh, COVID 19 invading the NFL. Uh, The Titans closed their facilities until this weekend after three players and five team personnel members tested positive for the coronavirus, the NFL announced on Tuesday. There has been no decision made about how to handle this yet about the Titans game on Sunday. They're scheduled to face the Steelers in Nashville. However, a source told ESPN's Adam Schefter, the NFL wants and intends to have the game played As scheduled, another contingency plan here is possibly uh, moving the game to Monday night. And uh, the eight new positive tests for the Titans, all confirmed after additional testing, according to ESPN. Asymptomatic are these people as of Tuesday morning. Roger Goodell said in a statement uh, or in a memo, this is not unexpected. There will be players and staff who will test positive during the season. Well, you know, Colleen, that's, uh, that is a sad, uh, truth that there was no way we were going to go through this whole season without any of this drama. And now here we are.
4: No, we knew it was going to happen at some point. I'm frankly sort of surprised that we got this far without something like this happening yet. So it will be interesting to see how they kind of, kind of adapt to it and, and, respond to it, I wonder if one of the things that's going to happen is if they'll have testing on Sundays now, too, because it's the only day of the week that they're not testing. And I know part of the reason is because of the PCR test. They take a little bit longer to get results back. But I, I'm i not really sure why they don't do the rapid test, the, the POC test there, um, because that at least you would be able to get results turned around in the same day. And maybe that would have helped contain some of the positives that they had on Monday.
2: we're we're taping this tuesday afternoon it's just too early in the week tuesday to know much because the fact that the none of the vikings have tested positive means nothing at this point they wouldn't have tested positive if you know necessarily yet if they'd contracted it and we don't we don't know we've seen in baseball and i think they should use that as an example like a team coming back too quickly that was the cardinals The, the reality is it's a reminder that testing can't can't stop, save them. Can't stop it. The, the reality is the the facts show us players. A number of players were in that game on Sunday um, having coronavirus, and right. so and, and and you can test it. You know as much as you want, and that's that's what the fact that's what the test results kind of point us to. I know they didn't test positive till Monday, but it started on Saturday. Players are playing in that game on Sunday. You can kind of do the math and. I don't know if there's no simple solution to this, but you know I, I, I think it's very much up in the air, even though they want to play the game, whether this game is going to be played. There's also
3: some backpedaling because you know they're requiring everyone in what they call the Tier 1, 2, and 3 of NFL employees, which would include players and coaches, I'm assuming. I mean, it does. Um, they wear these Kinexon proximity recording tracking devices, and then they look at... Um, They know who tested positive. We don't right now. That's the other part. We don't know who this is, but where were they on the field? How close did they get to anyone else? I mean, there's a lot more investigation work to be done here. I mean, I, I would also say that the, you know, behind door number two is, are these positives from the same position group? Is it four cornerbacks? Is it four offensive linemen? That completely changes the scope of whether or not, you know, a game on, you know, in a couple of days is even viable.
4: Right. And and what we do know is on Saturday, Titans linebackers coach Shane Bowen, he tested positive. So right. he didn't make the trip. And that's sort of where it started. But we have no idea how contained the outbreak is because it can take up to five to seven days for an infection to really show up on any of these tests. That's I the hope Shane
3: Bowen was willing. not at the uh, kickers club, Dan. That's my one concern. <laughs> you still have this vibrant um, positional club. You know, open till two in the morning, night after night, acting like it's 1998 <laughs> or something. Very wrong.
1: We have testing that the rest of you people don't have access to. I'll just leave it at that.
3: Mm. Wow. Seems right. Super rapid tests, huh?
1: It was like super rapid test. All right. Uh, all right. So obviously, we're going to track that and we'll talk about it more, I'm sure, uh, on Thursday and hopefully not. Uh, in a setup where we're talking about games being postponed or rescheduled. My goodness, what a mess that would be. All right, Mark, before we get into our game show, real quick, I know by the time people listen to this, it will have already began, but I'd like a quick, you know, maybe 60 seconds or less preview of the opening round playoff matchup between the Toronto Blue Jays, 32 and 28, (laughs) and the Tampa Bay Rays, the American League East champions, 40 and 20. Uh, Go ahead.
3: Well, you know, I'm really interested that the the Blue Jays did something a little atypical here. They've got this um, pitcher, Shoemaker, who's been out of the loop. He's been injured, and he's suddenly going to be starting game one against the Rays. Um, I'm not a big fan of the city of Tampa or the state of Florida for no particular reason other than they're in my way right now. And the Blue Jays, all I asked for when I think I was on a text thread with you guys was, I want to root for a team. That um, I don't want some dominant team that takes the whole thing, yawn. I want a scrappy team that fights their way into the playoffs. They are the eighth and final playoff team in their conference, if you want to call it that. Um, League would be different, American League. I am very excited for this Blue Jays uh, contest. (laughs) All right, and that's 60. It begins in 28 minutes, if I'm not mistaken. And I would like to wrap up this show in time if we could. Wow, look at that.
4: That was concise. I liked it. Great preview. Oh, you
3: said you said to keep it quick. That's also about as much as I know. All right.
4: More than me.
1: It's time, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, for America and Canada's favorite game show, Opinion or Truth. Mm. Uh oh. All right, new game here on the Around the NFL podcast. I am your host, Dan Martindale, Wink Kansas, whatever you want to go with.
4: I like Wink Kansas.
1: Okay. And I will present to you, the group, questions about the 2020 NFL season, mostly. And you will uh, raise your hand. That will be your buzzer. I will call upon you, answer the question. I will let you know if that is opinion or truth. Uh, <laughs> if if you are incorrect, if you've stated an opinion as opposed to the truth, uh, someone has a chance to jump in and steal. A correct answer in round one is worth two points. A steal is worth one point. Hmm. Play two rounds and then whoever has the most points after two rounds uh, gets a chance to win $25,000. Wow. Uh, coming out of the uh, Temposi estate. From your estate. bank account? Uh, no, the mm-hmm. Tamposius uh, Savings Account. Um, They'll sell off one of their private
2: tennis courts and do that.
1: Uh, Her jet. So if you are in the lead after two rounds, you get one question with a chance to win $25,000. So
2: is is our goal is to, to say the truth. Your goal is to state the truth. Now, okay. here's the problem.
4: I'm a really bad test taker. Sometimes, and I'm not great I know at you are, Colleen.
1: I know you are. Sometimes okay. a person thinks they're stating the truth when it is, in fact, an opinion. And that's when it falls upon me, the old Zeus, or the judge, to let you know what is truth and what is opinion.
3: Wait a minute. All right. What? Okay. okay. What's no, wrong it with just, this it, it just feels, I mean, I feel like, you know, there have been multiple exercises where... Uh, it basically boils down to what who Dan wants to win, but I'll, we're all going to play along. Let's see how this goes. Oh, well, please.
1: You got your Blue Jays preview in. Everything's gravy for you from now on.
3: <laughs> well, you'll see what sort of effort you get from me. Ooh. <laughs> all right, here we go.
1: Ricky, you're going to be a, the unofficial scorekeeper. And also, you know, just you are Erica, before we get going, I want is there something you could share with the audience? We've kind of teased it for a little bit uh, since we're doing a game show right now uh, to let people know what is going on in your life.
5: Yeah. Um, You know, I've been brushing up on some trivia and happen to be cast in the game show weakest link that <laughs> airs tonight. <laughs> um, Wait, this is real. Yeah, you didn't. You, what did you think? We were just texting about The Weakest Link. But it was months. secret.
2: Like, it was. Oh, re- I haven't keeping it that quiet. Right. Yes, you and know, have. Everyone been. is like on, on top of every minute of our show.
1: Something Colleen's short-term memory isn't what it once was. Uh, yeah. Leave it at that. <laughs> Erica, so you, you were on The Weakest Link. Did you win? Yeah.
5: Um, I'm not allowed to say, Oh, come on. You can tell us. No, I did. Yeah, I did sign an NDA. Um, but let's just say it's worth watching the show.
3: Hmm.
1: (gasps) Whoa. What happened? All right. So NDA of course is a non-disclosure agreement. Mm -hmm. What, what can the producers of the weakest link do to you? If you break the terms (laughs) of the NDA on our podcast?
5: Well, if I did win and I said that publicly, they could take the winnings away.
1: Oh, that means she must've won. Right. Right.
4: So we're playing today for Tamposi's winnings. Is that what this game oh, yeah. is actually good,
1: about? Good go. good go. Yeah. We're it yes. Matters. The winner Got of it. this gets Erica's if, winner winning. And, and if she did not win, then it comes out of her parents' pocket up there in New Hampshire. <laughs> Either yeah. way, it's coming out of a Tamposi bank account. Ample right. pockets, from right. what I understand.
5: Yeah, sorry, I, right. I can't hear you, Jane Lynch. Is just yeah, go get me another cup of coffee. We're good. We're good.
1: <laughs> Jane Lynch, of course, the host of the reboot. Although I miss the old British lady. Wheel out that old bag. I liked her.
3: Right. Well, I asked you, Dan, if that was who was returning to co- you know host the show again, and you inform me that she's about ninety-seven.
1: I don't even know if point. she's alive. I, I bet remember. she'd be amazing. Yeah,
3: maybe maybe get her out here.
1: Anyway, good luck to Jane Lynch and, of course, Erica, who's already either won or lost horribly. And either way, it's going to be a lot of fun for us. We're the real victors. (laughs) All right, let's get into it. Again, I asked a question. Raise your hand. That will count as a buzzer. Wait to be called on. Here we go. Question number one. Who – question number one uh, of opinion or truth. Who is the next starting quarterback to be sent to the bench – by Coach's decision. Hmm.
2: Greg. All right, I, I'm going to go uh, with Dwayne Haskins because uh, Ron Rivera. Now he's answering the question every week about it, and uh, he's not really providing much, uh, many promises. That's a bad sign this early. That is the correct answer. Please put oh. your hand down,
1: <laughs> Colleen. Great. Okay. Wolf. Well.
4: I had a that, suggestion, but I will keep it I to myself. Don't
1: need it. Don't need your suggestions. Just worry about the game. You got to big I don't think I'm good at game shows, um, Yes, Dwayne Haskins is the correct answer. In fact, Ron Rivera, yes, as Greg stated in that Monday press conference, uh, made some fairly damning comments. It seemed like uh, what was it? It was something like he, well, he let said the team he, down. Yeah, he
3: said that, that you, you, like he basically his play. Needs to be more for the rest of the players on the team. I mean, and mm. said that there was a stopping point, a cutoff would point. Was the exact yeah, quote with a young a quarterback? Off. That Brown game also felt felt pretty close positive. to that
2: cutoff point. If there was another game like that, that was a rough. Uh, that was a rough day for Dwayne. Colleen, did you have another?
1: Not that this counts towards the uh, the point system. Did you have another option that you were going to
2: buzz in with?
4: Uh, well, Jeff Driscoll is um, getting benched.
2: It's so. already been announced. So, spoiler alert. You know, a TNF preview coming that, up That it is, is
3: factually correct though you, you are factually correct But it's about things that might happen in the future
1: I said that's next just this
3: I don't understand this
4: happened. game <laughs> Okay, got it, got it
1: Alright, so Greg, that's one point for Greg uh, Greg, you do not control the board I know in some games the person who gets the question right Controls the board No control at all for you, I'm sorry Question number two who has been the most disappointing player in the NFL through week three? Mm.
4: Carson Wentz.
1: <laughs> All right, Colleen. <laughs> uh, got to raise the hand you gotta first. Got to raise the Colleen. hand first. Okay, right, Carson it, got Wentz. It. Got it. Why, why Carson Wentz?
4: Um, because have you seen him play? He He's made like one good throw a game. Like last week, sure, we saw him dive into the end zone for a touchdown. That's great. We're going to need a lot more of that for the Eagles to be anywhere this year. Mm. It's been an absolute disaster out there. He's been so disappointing to start the year.
1: Colleen, that is the correct answer. Carson Wentz has been more disappointing than any player in the NFL through week three I mean, the amount of plays he's leaving on the field, including in an obvious get-right situation for the Bengals. Sometimes the way an NFL season's structured, these things are, are supposed to be preordained. You're supposed to start 0-2 and be in a funk, and then the Bengals come to your building, and you, you just kick their ass, and you win 35-17. to uh, But the fact that they couldn't do that, and he's missing Miles Sanders with the uh, gimme touchdowns, and he's just been scattershot. He already has... Uh, Dwayne, uh, excuse me, not Dwayne Haskins, but he's playing mm-hmm. like him. Carson Wentz has six interceptions in three games. He had seven in 16 seven. games last year when he carried the Eagles to the postseason. I mean, how do you make sense of it, Connie?
4: You don't. You don't. I I was listening a little bit to sports talk radio. It felt very cathartic uh, mm. in Philadelphia. And it sounds like they don't really want Carson Wentz in there anymore. It sounds like they're calling for Jalen Hurts. But oh, wow. I am not. I'm saying that's way too early right now. Everybody, slow your roll. Sure, tying the Bengals was not ideal. Uh, we'll see what happens next week.
1: <laughs> and you know, if longtime that. listeners of the show know, and I, I don't think I'm alone, I hate ties. I hate the uh, ruins of symmetry especially of early the NFL standings. Ties. And when you throw in that ugly hyphen in one, and I feel like the Phillies. Or the Eagles and the Bengals have tied every season for the past 30 years now, and they just mess up mess up the look of the standings. Anyway, good start, guys. Two questions, two correct answers. Up next, if you could reboot your fandom and choose any team right now, who's the best pick? Mark Sessler.
3: Well, I mean, I'm mean, going to be honest. Greg raised his hand uh, first, so. A very honest let 's go to the judges let 's go to the judges. <laughs> nope, they say, mark, you raise your hand first <laughs> well for me it's for me it 's the chiefs because number one i like if I like a team with deep historical backstory, and they have that um, number two, to your point, Dan, that you mentioned before. They're not Brady and Belichick, but they might be the closest thing we have going forward for the next 10, 15 years. And why sign up for any other team that the one that will probably win four to five Super Bowls, Mm. you know, I'll just buy a bunch of red and yellow and white clothing and act like I've been here the whole time.
1: Oh, I'm sorry, Mark. That is opinion.
2: Anybody want to uh, buzz in? Uh, Greg. Well, I'm going to go with the Green Bay Packers because, Mm. you know, our host has pointed out that... Aaron Rodgers is going to be an All-Pro this year. Um, so that means he's going to be playing at, like, an MVP level. And it's been a while since the Packers have won a Super Bowl, so it'd be fun. They're almost like a resurgent story. And the history, as Mark likes to point out, is that he's they'll rich. have another great quarterback for another 20 years. Uh, so whether it, you know it'll be Jordan Love, I guess. But whoever it'll be, it'll be a nice handoff, and you'll enjoy the title of the Packers this well, year.
3: Well, enjoy yourself in the least diverse NFL town <laughs>
2: on the entire map. <laughs> I mean, I'm in L.A. I'm not going there. That is the correct answer, Dwight Rosenthal. Yes, yes, the
1: Packers. What a great story with Aaron Rodgers. It's, you know, every so often a player comes along uh, that you'll talk to your grandchildren about. Rodgers is one of those players. Patrick Mahomes, flash in the pan. Aaron Rodgers, a true great. (laughs) Flash in the
4: pan. I don't Uh, know. What about the Bills? Who? Yeah. The Bills? No, no, no love for them. I feel like that would be uh, that's a great one. No, No,
2: great, great organizational history there. (laughs) A lot of success. (laughs) All right, so um, after
1: one round, Greg, you have two points. Excuse me, three points. Colleen, two. Mark sitting at negative one. I'm sorry. Uh, Let's move on to round two. And guess what, Mark? There is a uh, an avenue for you to get to the finals. Uh, Just like the Toronto Blue Jays, all points worth double in round two. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it'll be very
3: smooth avenue. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: All right,
1: what, which under the radar, under the radar star understudy drama has the most legs Hmm. in the NFL moving forward? Hmm.
4: Understudy drama.
2: I just feel like it's Colleen's turn, so I'm waiting for her. To, oh, you know. well, I, I already
4: I already talked about Jalen Hurts. I feel like that. that I feel like I, my mm. mind all automatically goes to the quarterback position mm. when you're talking about an understudy role. And I think about the two quarterbacks that we've already talked about on the show today, Aaron Rodgers and Carson Wentz, the two high-profile quarterbacks that got backup quarterbacks drafted this year. So that can't be one. So my mind, I'm basically filibustering Talk until I can it. figure out Come up with another one. situation. Is it Taysom Hill? Uh, I don't
1: know. Ooh,
2: that is a draft. <laughs> out of time, out of time. Uh, I believe Greg had his hand up. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick. You know, this has been going on for a long time. You didn't see this coming. Um, will Bill ever leave? You know, will Josh ever ever get that chance, or will he just sit in that job uh, running plays for Bill um, until Bill hands it off to his son uh, in a succession-like uh, backstabbing move where Steve Belichick takes over?
3: Incorrect. That is opinion. Mark Sessler. <laughs> Damn. Well, I was gonna I was gonna go uh Trevor Lawrence and Sam Darnold. I don't like the situation, but <laughs> oh. the idea that oh. Trevor Lawrence months from now could be so, will be someone's quarterback and could it be the quarterback for right now, the team that looks like it will finish with the number one overall pick.
1: <laughs> well, you could not be you could not be more wrong, number one. It's an opinion by you. And uh just enjoy your little game manager, that five foot seven passer in Cleveland, uh while the good times last.
3: <laughs> Why am I here? <laughs>
1: That is actually negative four points for Mark. okay uh, ne- the correct answer by the way, uh, I would have accepted two so unfortunate uh, that nobody came up with it. one was
4: Justin Herbert
1: Jimmy G and Nick Mullins I mean ooh, interesting We've talked about how you wonder in when Kyle Shanahan lays in bed at night if he feels like his offense is uh, is being run at its highest level with Jimmy G wow. and Nick Mullins, you know I know it was against the Giants. I know it. it was against the Giants. But he played excellent. They held the ball for almost forty minutes. They didn't punt for the first time a Niners team didn't punt in a game in almost twenty seven years. And uh I'm not saying I'm not
2: saying there's a quarterback controversy, but hm give, give it a week or two. I like this. I haven't even thought about that yet. That's spicy. And We've that, also seen
4: Nick Mullins be successful before on Thursday Night Football. What was that? Two years ago against the Raiders.
2: It's been a while. It was, it's it's been, been a minute. A minute but, but hey, we, we get it, Colleen. You host like one of the you know most highest rated shows in the world <laughs> on
3: Thursday.
2: <laughs> Bingo. Uh,
1: I would have also accepted Al Michaels and Mike Tirico after oh, ooh, juicy, juicy on Sunday ooh. Night Star understudy drama. Okay, moving right along. Given pandemic uncertainties, economic realities of a two home household, uh, two income household and stubborn record level pricing in the Los Angeles market. Will my wife and I own our own home by 2025?
3: Mark. Absolutely not.
1: That's correct. That's absolutely (laughs) correct. Two points. No chance.
4: You gotta speak it into existence, Dan.
1: Next question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I will tell you that the six the six counties that comprise Los Angeles, uh, the median price of homes reached six hundred thousand dollars in August, up twelve point one percent from a year earlier, according to uh, data rela- released by DQ News. Uh, here's a quote from Sid Liebowitz, president of Rodeo Real- uh, Realty. Mm, yes. Uh, okay. we have had
2: rodeo i think they prefer
1: rodeo Rodeo. (laughs) there used to be there used to be rodeo i know greg thinks he's so smart there used to be rodeo Um, it was a
2: joke it's a joke because it's you know negative 20 points for greg (laughs) that road was renamed
1: a rodeo boulevard right right. uh, also in west los angeles which has now since been renamed obama boulevard anyway so they could have been on that that street as well. Anyway, here's the quote: "We have had houses with 40 to 50 offers. It's just bizarre, unbelievable.
4: That's why none of us own homes out here."
1: All right, here we go, moving forward. Uh, which head coach has the hottest butt as we approach October? Mm. Colleen.
4: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have to say this, but it's it's Adam Gase. That's. that's I feel like that's not even I don't even need to expand on that
1: Yeah that's I feel correct. bad and, for Adam And we'll, we'll get to that on Thursday Night Football Talk But there's a lot of percolations in the air uh, That Gase has to beat An undrafted free agent quarterback uh, At mm. home to keep his job And avoid falling to 0-4 So that is two
2: points Actually it's double points for Connie Four points Alright final question of the round I think that was wrong. Lions got that week five bye. They lose this week. Who knows? Might big be win for Patricia know, Trisha, though. Big this win week, though. Got a win that helped. Yeah. Lions move
3: slow as molasses. They'll fire Matt Patricia. You know, seven thousand days from now if they have their preference. <laughs>
1: Dan no Quinn oversight. also. Falcons fans are raising their hands and saying Dan Quinn. That's true. What a mess. All right. Finally, who is the? NFL MVP after three weeks. Wait, sorry, Greg announced on Twitter we're not allowed to have that conversation. So
2: that is the final round. The final Ooh. question of the round. <laughs> I had an answer. Has but go ever ahead, gotten
4: Greg. An MVP vote it's more or just, or just like, hey, like he's
2: an MVP contender. It's like okay, like that'd be like talking about the baseball MVP in the middle of April. It's just like uh, you know, just wait. You can wait. What is it? It's like at this point last year, Jason Garrett was coach of the year. That's what that's the type of quality of conversation you get. (laughs) I'm sorry, Greg.
4: We're excited. Take our joy away.
2: Greg, what's the
1: equivalent? You're you're better at math than I am. What's the equivalent of three weeks out of 16 in in a major league baseball season? That would probably take you into June or something. And
2: no, it'd be 19 percent, which which would be it'd be like mid-May, mid-May. Why can't you just let people have fun? You can have fun. Why do you gotta put rules on things?
3: Greg is Why seeking do you hate quality you can, conversations.
2: You can do to what you settings. want. You're allowed to do whatever you want. <laughs> I'm just saying uh, you can mock the people. You can mock. All them. right, fair enough. And I look at my score. It's a little bit jumbled, but it appears that Colleen
1: Wolf advances she, to the finals with a chance to win twenty five thousand
2: dollars of Erica's wow. money. Wow!
4: What an Big unlikely moment. result. Well,
2: I, The way right. I look at He's this game, it. though, it's more just you want to avoid being the one loser. And I feel like the scoreboard says at least I came in second. I'm not in last, so I feel good about that.
3: Whatever makes you feel you know, happy about your path in life, Greg, I, I, I hope you did come in second if that's going to mean that much to you.
1: <laughs> it always does. A game like this always fosters hard feelings, and that's why I like it so much. All right. Well, it's,
3: it's fraudulent, but beyond that, you know. Continue Excellent on to the game. Final
4: round. I loved it.
1: I know. Here we go, Colleen. Here's your chance. $25,000. Either Erica's winnings uh, from that dopey game show she was on or uh, right out of the trust fund, the Tamposi Trust. <laughs> Perfect. Erica, are you okay with this, by the way? We haven't. We haven't cleared this necessarily. I'm sure
4: she'll
5: sign off on it. I yeah. I like you know. We talked about this over the summer. This sort of narrative that we're putting out there. I'm not necessarily for it.
2: Okay. Okay. Um, not comfortable with that. Okay. All right. That is truth. That is not a. Opi- this is truth. What is? Oh, that's the game here. I'm saying this isn't a narrative. It's this not is opinion. <laughs> right. It's not opinion. That I'm uncomfortable with it. Well, that too. Yeah, that too. <laughs> Erica, but you have your you,
4: sailboat, so that's the most important thing.
1: <laughs> I'm also <laughs> Erica, I'm also assuming that you won, Erica, because there's no way you're such a smart uh, woman and sharp right. that right. I, I I don't think it's going to come to you hitting up your parents yeah. for the money. It's, it's a shoe in
3: right. that you won, I would imagine,
2: mm-hmm. just based on you versus you know anyone else in a game Maybe show she'll setting. Maybe she'll have that down payment for her own house before before you and your, your family.
5: Yeah, it's not. Just tell not us, long. Erica, did you win? I cannot. Come on! Hey, you're gonna have to watch it.
2: All right,
1: we will. Here we go, uh, Colleen. This is your chance to be the the grand champion of opinion or truth.
3: Okay,
1: Eric, Erica. We're gonna put uh, 15 seconds on the clock. I, I'm happy that Colleen ended up in the finals because I know putting a, a timing element on this. Is going to fry
2: that brain, and I'm uh, sweating. I just started
4: that. to sweat. What is <laughs> happening? This game is still going on. I thought it was over. <laughs> no.
2: Certain no. people, you, you're entering final Jeopardy, basically here.
1: Certain <laughs> people uh, react in different ways to a, a clock counting down to zero, uh, and I believe this could be a problem for you. But at the same time, maybe you'll shock the world. Here we go, Co- uh, Erica. 15 seconds on the clock, and please start it as soon as I uh, finish this sentence. Colleen Wolf, for $25,000, say one nice thing about each of the teams in the NFC East.
4: God, okay. Um, I love Ron Rivera in Washington. I think he's an amazing head coach. Joe Judge, he grew up with my cousin down the street in Warrington, Pennsylvania. He is also a good one. And uh, the Dallas Cowboys have very classic uniforms. Does that work? Oh, and the Eagles? I still have to do the Eagles too? Uh oh God. Uh yeah, Doug Peterson. He's gonna turn it around and I have faith in him.
2: Uh, ooh. uh I'll I'll throw it to Greg and Mark, the judges, to decide whether that counts. I don't think it, the full answer didn't really get in. She just kind of said Doug, Doug Peterson's name. Also, is Joe jo Judge being friends with someone you know a, a compliment? I don't know.
4: It's, it is a compliment because uh, it is her birthday today. She's a wonderful person. She only surrounds herself with amazing people. So that is where that came from.
3: That may be authentic. I found the Cowboys portion um, a tad disingenuous, and I don't think that you got the Eagles' answer in, to Greg's point, um, before the buzzer. So I would go no, a a big no. All right. Sorry, Colleen. Erica, good news for you. You get to keep those $25,000.
4: I blew it. I can't believe
1: I blew it. Possible winnings on The Weakest Link. Before we say goodbye, hey now. How'd that game go, by the way? Was that all right, yeah, it was fun. A little sloppy,
4: but <laughs> like a B. I think
1: it's all it good. It was good. <laughs> a little rough around the edges, but little rough.
4: We got fun. there once we yeah. figured it out.
1: I don't know why. Why are you, after all the stuff I'm going through, Mark, with the Jets? Why would you hit out at me like that? How did I you know hit it's got be a? You know it's got to be a really hard situation for Jets fans, and, and you know me well how much I love the team. To do a Trevor Lawrence, Sam Darnold answer, that one hurt. I, I'm
3: not saying that I'm hoping for that or advocating that it, you know, no, don't, you ushers know I'm into existence. About. But there, people are already, I think Jets fans are already, uh, New York tabloids discussing this topic. So I, it's not, I'm not powering it. At what cost were you looking for the win there, Mark? Well I already I think we all every sentient human listening to this knows that I was not going to win that game show no matter what path I took so cause as much uh, harm and chaos as you can along the way I all don't right. know if
4: anyone was meant to win the game show
3: mm,
1: no all right here we go right. Colleen you are the host of Thursday night football uh, mm. the pre-game halftime post-game show on NFL network this is I believe Either the final one for the season, you tell me, or the final one for a bit that is broadcast only on NFL network.
4: Yeah. This is, is the this is the last exclusive until December.
1: There you go. So you have the O and three Denver Broncos who made a quarterback change on Monday moving away from Jeff Driscoll after one failed start.
3: And on to Mark. Rippian, Rippian, (laughs) Rippian. Brett Rippin, according to, you know, you uh, vocabulary heads. His own
2: coach, they can't get the name right. He called His own coach called him Mark (laughs) Rippin today when he announced that he called him Mark. Rippian, Rippian.
1: Vocabulary heads. Um, (laughs) He is, I believe, the nephew of Super Bowl winning quarterback. Correct. Mark Rippin. Rippin, Rippian,
3: Rippian. Ripian.
1: He is an undrafted free agent. And uh, listen, we don't need to pat ourselves on the back about this one. We already hit, we already kind of touched on it uh, last week on this podcast that John Elway deserves exactly what he's getting right now. Uh, he left that backup uh, quarterback room, you know, in a state of disarray and just said, all right, okay, Drew Locke is. Uh, going to be my guy, and he's going to take the next step, and, but never factored in what happens if... The, forget about it, whether he's ineffective or effective, Locke. What would happen if he got hurt? Which is, of course, exactly what happened. Uh, Driscoll can't play the guitar in his start, and now it is Ripian who travels to the Meadowlands <laughs> to face the Jets, who I think everyone can agree, including in the latest power rankings on NFL.com, are the worst team in football, and um, we could start... There and maybe finish there that this is a matchup of two teams that have found their seasons essentially shipwrecked and obliterated uh, before the calendar turns to October. Uh, But perhaps the real drama here is if Adam Gase, who has been branded a genius by his own owner or acting owner, whatever you want to call him, uh, can't find a way to beat Brett Ripien in week four at home in prime time. This could be the end of the Gase era. And I think that's what most people see is the stakes in this. Beyond that, I don't know what to take from it.
2: Well, if you're a huge Broncos fan, you're hoping Locke comes back, but most of the other players aren't coming back. Who knows? You know? know, You Maybe they could get in the mix at some point and be frisky down the line. But they're not just missing their quarterback. They're missing their starting right tackle. They're now on to their third right tackle. Jarrell Casey, since we last talked, uh, I think is – either out for the season or out for a while. Kareem Jackson is hurt. He's out for the year. Shelby Harris, who was playing really well, uh, is also hurt. So they they are among the most injured teams in the league. The Jets get a few players back this week, but I still think it's kind of a toss-up because Gase doesn't see – like Gase – I don't know. It's like the run-pass ratio really bothers me with the Jets because it feels like they're not totally trying to win, that they're just trying to end the game a little bit like the Washington team – a year ago that they're like splitting run pass evenly and running on first and second down when they're down by like 20 points is I don't know. It's a bad it's a bad look as, as the kids say.
4: Well, the Jets, they have a minus 57 point differential right now, so it's not going great. But Sam Darnold, he's obviously coming off his one of his worst games of his career. But who does he have out there? I mean, no Le'Veon Bell, no Jameson Crowder, no Brashad Perryman, no Denzel Mims. Might get Crowder
2: back this week in Perryman, right? So that would be good.
4: I think more so they're leaning more more towards Crowder. Um, He missed those two games. I don't know about Perryman, if they're going to get him back for sure, but... I mean, it's, it's been brutal. And these last three games, they've lost by double digits. I mean, but Denver obviously isn't any better because they've been outscored by 25 points. But Brady Rip been more
1: competitive for sure, though. He
4: came uh, in this game, and he completed passes to six different receivers. He only had one in completion at the end. That was obviously the interception. But he, he I thought, kind of showed a little bit of spark, brought like a little bit of life to that offense.
3: No, I mean, the Broncos, they... They're just. I in week one they were a team that I couldn't have been more excited about, and it's a study in what how quickly teams can become shipwrecked um, in an NFL season, and in both cases here. And I, the Jets to me, it's on Adam Gase to put a competitive team on the field. And Greg, I I like what you say about the run pass ratio. I also think part of it is Adam Gase just um, for for the flurry of supporters he has around the league, because he does have them. Um, he keeps getting interviews. He keeps getting opportunities. Seems behind everyone else when it comes to organizing and scheming offense. I mean, we just talked about Andy Reid and the Chiefs. And in other weeks, you could talk about the Ravens and how that they, you know, they build flexible systems around their strengths. And Adam Gase feels like the one coach out there that goes out of his way to take his better players and put them in positions that create distressing, low-octane results.
1: I wonder, because every once in a while, a head coaching gig goes so sideways that it could really impact a coach's stock to the point where he becomes toxic. And uh, I'm not wishing this upon Gase because he doesn't seem like a terrible guy. He just seems overmatched and not the right temperament for this type of job. I wonder if he still has allies and a lot of people that are going to be knocking on his door for any type of job uh, once this is mercifully over. Colleen, let's close it this way great job by the whole TNF team, uh, including yourself with Ryan Fitzpatrick last week. Everybody thought it was going to be mean shoe, and that was something to be excited about, but then Fitz Magic went off, and then you had the amazing Paisley shirt with That's all the chest it. cabbage so good. and, and the, uh, the, the beard, which is just completely uh, malformed at this point. That was so much fun. Who is your dream post-game guest mm. this week on Thursday Night Football. If you got to pick a scenario how a game plays out and to have any player, who would it be? I Sam's
4: can't believe Darnold. you're asking me this question because I was going to end asking you this very question because who? um I guess the potential stars would be Sam Darnold, Bradley Chubb, Melvin Gordon. I've got Gordon, one for you. I've got Mary one
2: Judy. for you. Who? I've got one for you. The, Who? The, how about Quinn and Williams? He's a good interview. He made a couple plays a couple weeks ago. The Denver offensive line has been struggling. This feels like a Greg Williams game where he sends a lot at them. They've been struggling to stop blitzes, and, and it'd be nice to see Quinn and Williams make some plays and have a big night because you know he, he's kind of under the radar as you know a, a, a slow start to his career. And this feels like an ugly game where maybe the, if the Jets are going to win, it's, it's defense. And uh, he's a fun interview. he's a fun guy to talk to at least so entertainment wise I would think he would be a good choice. I wish if you would if you were still traveling
1: for Thursday Night Football and hopefully you'll be doing it again next fall um I would have said Makai Becton, who by the way, they got just got some good news uh this season yeah. because the shoulder injury that took him out of the game. On Sunday, doesn't appear serious. He might even play on Thursday. You know how, like when we see Colleen next to the giant Hall of Fame guy, like at league <laughs> events. What's that guy's yeah. name again?
3: David Baker. David Baker.
1: <laughs> <laughs> David Baker, that gargantuan man. Uh, and it's just the funniest thing in the world because Connie Box is so tiny. Yeah. Um, that would be fun to see the big ticket right next to the tiny box. Uh, that would make for great television. But since we don't have that. Give me Sam Darnold because if, you, if anybody saw his press conference, his Zoom conference after the loss, he, he seemed like a, a lost kid. And a reminder, he is still the second youngest quarterback in the NFL. He's been through a lot the last three years. If he had a nice game, three touchdowns, a 100 passer rating, a win, and he got to go do a positive interview for a big audience, oh, I'd love that for Sam. I would love it. Um, we'll see if it happens.
4: I'm pulling for you, Dan. Right. Really hoping for that.
1: All right. <laughs> Good stuff <laughs> Colleen, uh, you've said it all Congratulations, you you didn't win the big prize The judges kind of nailed you on that But uh, yeah. I thought it, it could have went either way
4: It really could have I mean, I think that some of the judges Maybe weren't quite fair But uh, what hmm. are you going to do? I'm not going to be a sore loser So well,
2: it's now
3: $95,000, Colleen, you'll be
2: fine <laughs> you know, Now Ricky right. can keep her money All she has to do is not blow it She's just got to come through and get that money
1: Erica, what is the uh, comeback, Ricky? Um, uh, what is the level at which we can have fun about your upcoming appearance? Because we don't, and this is this is in all honesty with the audience, we don't know how it went. Uh, we have not seen any footage. Uh, uh, Erica has she stayed with the terms of the NDA? Be aware of that, uh, people over at the weakest link. We don't know anything. If things go sideways on that program, if they go, you know, Sam Darnold Week Three against the Colts sideways, <laughs> uh, are we allowed to have fun with you, or is it going to be a situation where back off?
5: Mm. Mm, I think I'll be a good sport about it. I think I'll be all right, um, no matter what the outcome
2: is.
4: Well, sounds like it was a good outcome.
2: Can't can't step into the arena unless you're ready to to face, you know, to take the appreciation or the criticism either way. That's that's what being cast in The Weakest Link is all about. And
1: you're going to let the people know, Erica, uh, when your appearance is. Yes.
5: Um, I think I don't know when it's going to air. I mean, the commercials that they've been playing during Sunday night football and all that stuff have been the same. So I think, I mean, they
1: were less secretive when they were trying to kill Bin Laden than they are with this program.
3: (laughs) And also, I, should I be concerned that you don't appear in that commercial? No, I think it's just the
5: first week. Like I I will be, it'll be very funny to see if I'm in a commercial on. Sunday night football in the near future. You just
3: think that if you were like a runaway, if you were a runaway hit on the show, that they would probably, there'd be people thinking, you know, let's feature her. Let's get that face out there, but not a, not a hint of you in the right. If Lynch,
1: for instance, if Lynch season two comes around and Lynch is asking for too much and they're like, we need a younger, cheaper alternative. Right. Well, if Ricky slays it in her
2: appearance. Maybe that's. Of course she did. She's
4: a she's the strongest link. So let's, plus, let's be honest. Plus, like,
2: just think how many like, huge Hollywood careers um, have been launched by being guests on game shows. It's legit.
4: Know? So many. That's well Big said. Time, Big time, guys. Big time, guys.
1: <laughs> oh, we can't wait, Erica. Oh, my God. I cannot oh. wait to watch this show. Can we do a viewing party? Yes. A socially distanced viewing party in my backyard? Everybody comes over? That sounds so much fun. Right.
4: I'll totally remember.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good stuff. Uh, a reminder that uh, you'll hear from us again on Thursday with two shows, one previewing every game uh, in week four to come. And then Thursday night, I believe me and the Sizzler will recap Denver Broncos, New York Jets. Uh, and also a reminder, television reminder that the Around the NFL broadcast. Uh, airs Saturdays on NFL Network with a, uh, a preview of the week ahead as well. So make sure you check it out. Connie, thank you. And your ba- your den looks glorious. And I uh, hope you. to get the invite to your place as well.
4: Anytime. Love you guys. You're welcome. Seven days a week. All right. M- most of the time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Seven days a week. Most of the time. This is Dan Hanza <laughs> signing off for The Tiny Box, The Quiet Storm, The Old Boss, and Ricky Hollywood behind the glass virtually until Thursday.